Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of BBP News. I'm Nicholas Rod. Chris Baker's here with me, and we're back for another Friday morning episode. Chris, start us off in the normal Friday morning fashion by giving us the weather headed into this weekend. In Los Angeles, California, it is mostly sunny, 63, with rain throughout the weekend. In Houston, Texas, it is raining, 79, with rain throughout the weekend. In Chicago, Illinois, it is also raining, 49 degrees, with rain Saturday and partly cloudy conditions on Sunday. In New York City, it is sunny, 46, with sun throughout the weekend well chris i gotta say it's good to be back once again i was off there for a little bit on friday and monday but back at it back with the news and we have a lot to get through so why don't we just jump right into it Getting right into breaking news here, Nick. The prisoner swap with Brittany Griner came together in the last 48 hours with top officials worried it could fall apart at the very last minute. It wasn't until very early yesterday morning that D.C. officials in the Biden administration could take a sigh of relief when Brittany Griner was in U.S. officials' hands. I'm glad to be able to say that Brittany's in good spirits. She uh, She's relieved to finally be heading home. Gathered in the Oval Office, President Biden and Brittany Griner's wife spoke to the 32-year-old basketball player. I'm just standing here um, overwhelmed with emotions. Russia state media played a video of the prisoner swap. Griner and Victor Bout walked towards each other, then towards their own respective planes. Days ago, photos were released of her signing prisoner relief forms. President Biden signed the permission forms for the swap late last week. The CIA has been working on this case quietly for months now and keeping messages open between President Biden and the Kremlin. For months, they have been trying to set up the trade for Greiner and Paul Whelan for bout, but Russia refused this deal. Secretary of State Antony Blinken said this Thursday that it was an all-or-nothing deal. Whelan was also left behind when Trevor Reed came home. Whelan spoke by phone on Thursday, expressing his disappointment on this matter. That being said, Brittany Griner is going through a major medical examination today, which will also continue throughout the weekend. For any White House, any prisoner swap can be complicated, and this one is no different specifically because of Victor Boot. Boot was a subject in a Hollywood movie, and his capture was well celebrated in the law enforcement community more than 10 years ago. Some law enforcement officials say that it could be putting many Americans at risk, because now you could have an American taken hostage and used as a bargaining chip when needed. And according to a new report, the number of U.S. citizens taken as hostages since 2012 has increased dramatically, specifically by 105%. And this is especially for people like Trevor Reed and Brittany Griner. And it gives the Kremlin power and a power they are very likely to use. In the last week, the COVID-19 hospitalizations are up 20% and the flu is up 25%. RSV is hitting kids very hard across the country and while COVID cases are not at pandemic levels, hospitals are being overrun by the three epidemics. At the Boston Pediatric Hospital, the ICU is at 100% capacity and all patients are on oxygen or ventilators. While RSV is peaking, we are dealing with the worst flu season in years with hospitalizations on the rise. In Los Angeles, California, cases have 
soared 75% with many experts calling for a mask mandate in Los Angeles. The three viruses could be slowed, according to experts, by wearing masks and getting the flu and COVID shots. Currently, less than 13% of the population is up to date on the COVID-19 vaccine. It takes a few weeks to be fully protected from the flu and COVID-19. So experts are saying to get the vaccine sooner rather than later. And if you are feeling sick over the holidays, it might be for the best to cancel your plans or to just stay home. Monday was election eve in Georgia, and there was a feeling of a push to get people out to vote. You ready to get this thing done? And secure every vote. Everybody voted as in here already? Herschel Walker spent the day in Atlanta, and Raphael Warnock went to the metro area. He started out the day by canvassing, and more than 1.8 million people voted in early voting. Both campaigns stepped it up, though, to get people out to vote in a rainy Tuesday election day. Hello, Mr. Walsh. This is Herschel Walker. Stevie Wonder campaigned for Senator Warnock. Both campaigns spent a combined $90 million on the airwaves. Warnock outspent Walker by a two-to-one ratio. Some Republicans were worried about all of the controversy facing Walker and how he was keeping a lighter schedule for voting day. Early voting polls were not looking good for Herschel Walker. And on election eve, President Biden called into a radio show for Warnock and former President Trump called in for a tele-rally for Walker. Wednesday morning, Senator Warnock was viewed as a hero and welcomed greatly on Capitol Hill. The Democrat incumbent is now in a six-year full term by beating Herschel Walker. People have spoken. I'm not going to make any excuses now because we put up one heck of a fight. Senator Warnock won, which now means that Democrats have 51 seats in the Senate, and this gives them more power over subpoena, judicial, and committees. It's significant. It gives us a breathe. We can breathe a sigh of relief. That was Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, and Republicans were not so happy about the loss. As Republicans, we've got to learn from Walker was handpicked by Trump, but many Republicans warned of his baggage. His son Christian tweeted Tuesday night, quote, Trump called my dad for months demanding that he run everyone with a brain, begged him, please don't do this, end quote. The former football star is eighth in line to lose as Trump-endorsed candidate. I know a lot of people in our party uh, love the president, former president, but he's, uh, if you will, the kiss of death. That was Republican Senator Mitt Romney. And some GOP leaders are rethinking strategies. Rick Scott had this to say. They did a better job with early votes, mail-in and early voting. We all have to start doing that. Georgia had more than 1.6 million ballots casted on Tuesday. Gay marriage rights were back in front of the Supreme Court. Monday, the justices heard a case out of Colorado 303 Creative LLC versus Elanis that involves a wedding website developer who said she shouldn't be forced to create websites for same-sex weddings because it's against her religion and it violates her First Amendment right, especially as an artist. She wants to put a notice on her website that says just that. The state's law says she can't because it's discrimination and businesses have to work with all people regardless of sexual orientation. 
It's important to know that there is no same-sex couple seeking out her services for a wedding or anything else. The web developer is using this as a hypothetical to challenge the state law. And I'm sure you're all wondering about the brand new law Congress passed to protect same-sex marriage rights. Well, it's true that law did pass, but it's completely silent on the issue of whether private businesses can be forced to provide goods or services for gay marriages. The new law only requires the federal government to recognize gay marriage and states to recognize gay marriages that were legally performed in other states. We will get a decision from the Supreme Court on this case at the end of the term in June. The Supreme Court heard more v. Harper, a case Wednesday that could change the way we all vote in 2024 and could throw checks and balances out the window when it comes to presidential elections. It's a case you all were very concerned about over the summer when it was selected by the justices, but Wednesday was the day for oral arguments. This case I'm talking about is more v. Harper. Me and Nick took a deep dive into this story. You can read more about that on Medium. That being said, here's the short, short version of what's going on. The state of North Carolina legislature created a new election district map that the state Supreme Court found extremely gerrymandered and threw out. Basically, it was drawn unfairly to give one political party an advantage over the other. Not only did the North Carolina lawmakers disagree with the state's high court, they also believe that the courts and their own state constitution does not apply to them and that they should have sole power under the independent state legislature theory. Unchecked to conduct elections how they want and... In the most extreme case, if they're unhappy with the outcome of an election, they could simply declare it tainted, nullify the results, and award state electors to whichever candidate they want. Now, you may be thinking, that sounds wild and absolutely scary. Where are they coming up with this? Well, these lawmakers are latching onto a really specific interpretation of what's written in the Constitution when it comes to elections. We go into the exact constitutional language in the deep dive. The U.S. Supreme Court has repeatedly rejected the independent state legislature theory when it's come up in previous cases, but it's unclear how this particular court would rule. Oral arguments in the Moore versus Harper case began Wednesday morning, and a ruling is expected to come down at the end of the term in June. Wednesday, justices asked questions and heard arguments from both sides, and it lasted for about three hours. Yes, it's true. Some justices seemed to side with those who argued in favor for independent state legislator theory and some justices who seemed to be very opposed to it. But there were three justices who seemed like they could go either way or maybe find a middle ground. Chief Justice John Roberts and Justice Kavanaugh and Justice Amy Coney Barrett. Now, it's really important to not put too much stock into what you heard during oral arguments. Just because a justice seemed to lean a certain way during the questioning doesn't mean that's the way that the justice will rule in the end. We will likely hear a ruling on this matter from the Supreme Court, like we said before, at the end of the term in June. 
Four months after the FBI seized documents from Mar-a-Lago, more documents have been taken from the former president's home. This time, it was at a storage unit in West Palm Beach. The search were reportedly to happen around Thanksgiving at Trump Tower, Big Master Golf Club, and a storage unit in West Palm Beach. This comes as more legal troubles is coming out for the former president. The FBI seized 33 documents on August 8th. Last month, the Department of Justice appointed Jack Smith to oversee the probe. Trump has downplayed the seas. Critics say it could have allowed documents to fall into the wrong hands. Last week, a court overturned Trump's request for a special master. The House has delayed a vote to pass the Respect for Marriage Act. That's the bill that passed on a bipartisan basis in the Senate last week to protect same-sex and interracial marriage rights. The bill currently has bipartisan support in the House, and it likely will pass, but it looks like House lawmakers are trying to kill two birds with one stone by attaching the Respect for Marriage Act to other pieces of legislation. There is a lot to get done during this lame duck session and not a lot of time to get all of that done. The Respect for Marriage Act was supposed to be voted on in the House on Tuesday, but it was delayed until Thursday morning. But it did end up passing the House by a final vote of 258 to 169, and this included 39 Republicans voting yes for the bill. But this comes as Democrats only have 24 days uh, in control of the House, and it is likely one of the final pieces of legislation that Nancy Pelosi will pass as House Speaker. She formed the bill saying that it was necessary after the overturning of Roe v. Wade back in the summer. Getting into rapid news, a restaurant in Richmond, Virginia refused to host a private event for a conservative Christian organization over the group's position on same-sex marriage and abortion rights. Also, the online puzzle game Wordle was the top search term for Google users around the world. Nick, what do you got for this Friday morning good news? All right. So for my good news story today, we actually have a local story about a veteran who was gifted basically a new car. It was a 2012 Honda Civic that was completely rebuilt, completely rebuilt with all new parts, all donated parts, and it basically, again, turned it into a new car, and this was done all as a donation to this veteran who otherwise has been forced to use Uber and other services, taxis, and even walk to get everywhere he needs to go. He's in college, he works, he's a single father for his two-year-old son, and even has to take Uber to bring his son to daycare. So this car will allow him to get everywhere he needs to be without having to spend so much money uh, getting around that way. And, you know, it's just one of these stories that completely transforms a person's life and allows them to provide for uh, their family. This is going to be huge for Paul Edwards, the veteran in question here. And, you know, it's just truly a heartwarming story. It is. It's a great story. And like I said, it tr- transformed his life. It will transform his life. Going from not having a car, having to walk everywhere as a single dad and relying on Uber and taxis to now having a practically a brand new car. That's game changing. Yeah, it, it opens up so many opportunities you know now he won't have to worry nearly as much about trying to get everywhere because around here especially you know since it is a local story i I 
kind of understand how much it really costs to just transport yourself that way. Uber and taxis and stuff like that around here are expensive. So, so, so expensive. And so to be able to have this opportunity to get this basically brand new car that that will probably last him for a long, long time. It's amazing. I love this. That is the end of this Friday morning news episode. We will be back here Sunday morning with what to expect for the week of December 11th. And of course, Monday morning with a news episode. But until then, everybody have a great start to your weekend. Bye, guys. 